Hello and welcome back to the Bi-Week Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Scheel, alongside my two favorite co-hosts, Cole Roberts and Quinn Kyle. And today's a little bit of a different episode just because we're recording on Friday instead of our usual Monday. You could say we had a little bi-week, the oh. bi-week podcast guys, just because uh, we were all out of town with our own different issues. And now we're back on a Friday episode that's probably going to be a little shorter and a little bit more relaxed, but we want to get out there, you know? So today we're going to talk about some trade rumors. Trade deadline, November 1st. A lot of trade rumors out right now. People are already getting traded. Some are, some are other, others are projected to get trading really soon. And we're going to look at all those pretty much. We're also going to look at recent trade thoughts. People like CMC, James Robinson, and Kadarius Tony have already been traded. We're going to look over how we feel those trades went. Um, were they fair? Were they unfair? Did some team get fleeced? You know, stuff like that. And then we're going to look at contender or pretender. I put together a list of teams that are kind of on the fringe of maybe like being able to have a playoff push, but also could just be a bust. So I'm going to read them out loud, and you guys are going to tell me if you guys think they're actual contenders for either a deep playoff push or maybe the Super Bowl or they're pretenders and just kind of good in the regular season, you know. And then we're going to talk about some injury report. It's been some big injuries recently, like Brees Hall and Jamar Chase, and we're going to talk about what that means for them and their team. And then we're going to pick, we're going to end it off with the classic game eight, game, week eight game picks. Talk about who we think is going to win each game in week eight. Awesome. So let's start with uh, trade rumors. Kareem Hunt is pretty big on the trade rumors right now. Where do you guys think he could go? Um, I think I saw today that... Um, oh, I forget which team reached out, but I do think Kareem Hunt. Like, I think it's it's a higher probability of Kareem Hunt getting traded than not getting traded, right? I mean, Nick Chubb has clearly dominated that backfield. The only thing they're they're losing is that receiving upside in the backfield. But the Browns have plenty of depth at uh, running back with Demetric Felton and uh, the new rookie out of Cincinnati. So I do think the Browns could possibly How about Dearness from uh, Yeah, Dearness as well, yeah. What was that guy from the AAF or one of those yeah. one of those weeks? He was XFL. XFL, yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah. I think right, he, so I think he gets traded. I know it's crazy to say this, but I could realistically see Cream Hunt go back to the Chiefs, right? He was in his prime when he's on the Chiefs. Oh, I never thought the, about that. The Chiefs, they need a running back, right? Because Pacheco and CEH are just not getting the job done there. They're clearly going all in with that trade for Kadarius Tony. They they clearly they are in win now mode. They want to win. And he's a guy who, if you plug him in that backfield, they can be dangerous now. Because they've got a great receiving core. Mahomes is looking at the best he's ever has. And now you add Cream Hunt in there. I think this team could be be championship contenders. I never thought about that, but I actually do like that and I respect that. I have Cream Hunt. Going to the Rams. Yeah, that, that was the team I was That's thinking a good, of. Yeah. 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 Okay, just because, I'm just going to say, Akers has been looking horrible. There's obviously some miscommunication with him and the coaching staff. They don't like him anymore. And he also hasn't even looked good. On top of that, Henderson is not in his prime. He's been injured a lot. Like, they really don't have anyone there. And we have, we've seen it in the past. McVay has no problem paying running backs and trading for running backs, where a lot of other coaches don't. So, like, people like Sonny Michelle, other people, I would for sure see him... McVay trading for a cream hunt and putting him on the Rams roster where they really need him. Yeah, especially because they just missed out on the McCaffrey sweepstakes. Like they were clearly going all in for McCaffrey and just they weren't able to give up enough, mostly because they don't have enough draft capital. But yeah, I, I agree. Like the Rams need a running back right now, and I think Hunt would be a great addition there. How about Cam Akers? He's also in the trade rumors recently. Where do you guys think he could end up? Because he's probably not going to be on the Rams. We can say that. Yeah, I think he's a guaranteed to get traded. I, I mean, he has a little to no value. Definitely, like, maybe a seventh-round pick and a conditional sixth or something just because he's 
very unproven and like who knows what just happened like what caused him and McVeigh to get on the wrong page uh to the point where he demanded to be trade to be traded um i i'm not sure where he could end up but maybe uh a team like the eagles who could use some more support maybe i, I mean i'm not really sure but i can makers is a guarantee to get traded yeah I, I like that train of thought quinn but uh, I kind of have like a different idea. I think that he's going to be involved in running back swap, like kind of how we were just saying with Cream Hunt. Like I could see him and Acres switching places. Like I could see Acres get go get sent to the Browns. The Browns get Cream in that situation, and maybe they have to also send over a pick or two along with uh, Acres for Cream. But I don't think I think the Rams know they need a running back in return, so I don't think they're just gonna raw trade him for a draft pick or two. Like I think he's going to have to be involved in a running back swap. I don't really know who would want Acres. I'm serious. I, yeah. He has really not looked good, and obviously he's not the best off the field with coaching staff and stuff like that. So I really had, I'm not sure if he's really even gonna get traded. I mean, he's been on the trading block for weeks now. It's not like this came up yesterday. I would not be surprised if he literally got waived. I'm just gonna say that. But just because the Ravens backfield even got even more injured with Gus Edwards out now, yeah. I could maybe see him going to the Ravens, but. I am serious about I'm not sure what team would want him. I don't because I know Harbaugh likes his culture there. And from what I'm hearing, Cam Akers is not a good culture guy. And that's the biggest factor. It's yeah. literally it's Raven, a bigger factor than being good at football. I, I really like yeah. even if the if the Ravens got offered him for near free, maybe like a conditional seventh, I don't really see them even taking that. Because they've got Justice Hill there for the meantime. Uh JK will come back. Like it's not a season ending. Gus will come back. It's a minor injury. Are they I don't see them pulling the trigger on that. And, and when I say he's getting waived, obviously he's not going to be done. Someone's going to pick him up, but i don't not sure if he's going to be involved in a trade. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so, and I like Cole's train of... I like what Cole said about a RB swap because the Rams do need like a more solidified running back. Well, they need they, Daryl Henderson, if you trade away Cam Akers, no, Daryl Henderson cannot be that guy. Yeah. yeah, but I just don't see the Browns... like The Browns don't see any value in Cam Akers, no, no. so it would be... Just a different team. I don't think the Browns need a running back. They're not trading yeah, for another. I, I back. like that take that the Browns wouldn't go out. Do you and think get the? Acres. Do you think the they Rams don't want any could, running back? Do you think the Rams could possibly get Kamara? That'd no. be a, that. No? no, I don't think Kamara's. They don't have enough they, draft capital, right? They don't have enough draft capital. They don't want to give up any players because they're in win now mode. Yeah, I don't. I I think they would love to be able to get like a dynamic running back, like they wanted McCaffrey. McCaffrey was their golden opportunity to get that. Now that he's gone, I don't see them really getting that. I think yeah. it'd be a bad trade too, just especially Kamara's not that young anymore, and he it wouldn't be worth like Kamara to, to be able to get Kamara. You have to give up a lot. Yeah. It wouldn't be worth to get Kamara at this point in his career. That's what I would think. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Also, so the next person who's really likely to get traded is Chase Claypool. He's kind of been in that weird third spot in the Steelers' offense, which really hasn't been that successful. But he is a, I think, is a really good prospect and a really good player. So, what do you guys think he should go? Yeah, he obviously has huge upside. His rookie year was incredible, had a very slow start this year. But these past couple of weeks, he's developed a really good connection with Kenny Pickett. Uh, so I think that might be a reason for Claypool to stay on the Steelers. But the Steelers wide receiver room is definitely an interesting situation right now. And I definitely could see a world where maybe even Deontay Johnson or Clay no, Chase no, Claypool yeah. gets traded. Like, I, I like Quinn's take. Yeah, I, don't, I don't see the Steelers trading away Claypool. Just because he's really become like a popular figure in Pittsburgh, and he's become a guy that's part of that culture. Like uh, Antonio Brown and Juju were not good for the Steelers' culture. Like they were trying to change it. They were not the kind of guys the Steelers wanted. 
but Claypool is. I mean, but what about that? I mean, not not always. <clears throat> I guess may, maybe more this year, but in the past he's had some issues with like putting the ball on the ground and selling when they. Oh yeah, and I, I, I mean, agree with that. But then this year I've seen just more mature Claypool, and he, I agree. the production hasn't been there. But he's at least shown flashes of it to the point where I'm like, the Steelers are building for the future, and he's a young, super talented receiver. I see them holding on to him. Yeah, I mean, th- I for sure think that's a possibility, and I will agree. But I also see this connection being built with Pickens even more than I do with Claypool. So you build this connection with Pickens, and obviously, you're. In, I mean, Deontay Johnson's not on the trade block right now. They're keeping him. So you have three guys who are all in, like demanding a big target share. I'm just not exactly sure if it's going to work out, especially where this team's at right now. Like They need draft picks. They need to start rebuilding. So I just said, just for the sake of it, that I think the Packers could be a good fit for him. Just because we've seen how successful Rodgers has been with big receivers. Like we've seen with Dante Adams. We've seen it with Lazard. He likes those fade routes. He likes those big receivers who are also like agile and good catch, good at catching touchdowns. So I could see that being a fit, especially with Lazard out with some injuries. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, and so I was saying like, I kind of like that idea of the Packers getting him. I just feel like the Packers are starting to realize they're not in a win now mode anymore. Like that window is passed and they're going to have to start rebuilding soon. And so I don't think they're going to want to have to give up any, even like kind of late round picks for a guy like Claypool. Like I could see them. But he's still young. I could see them starting a fire sale of their own. Like I could see them trading away some of their receivers, some of the defensive pieces because they're starting to realize that. Maybe, he ain't got no receivers, bro. You got to trade him for like a no, seventh. That's what, that's what I'm like. Maybe Lazard they get rid okay, of like yeah. late round pick. Like I just, the Packers are realizing that this team is not going to be doing anything more. Rodgers has run his course. I see them starting their own fire sale. I don't necessarily see them giving up picks of their own for other guys. I think the Packers are in a very difficult situation right now where this is really going to test the front office because I think they're borderline where they could still save this season if they make a trade for a guy like Brandon Cooks. I agree I think, with that. Actually. I think Brandon Cooks could be a great fit with Aaron Rodgers, but I, I also agree with Cole that if they don't make a big move, they... I mean, they're going to be stuck in a very interesting situation where they may be fire, where they may be fighting for a wild card spot. And if they don't get it now, you're, I mean, you're kind of stuck with all these players. You have to wait for the offseason to trade them. And that's just all kind of a mess. So I do think the Packers are going to make a push for a wide receiver like Brandon Cooks. I actually like that take. I mean, Brandon Cooks is, I mean, I think the biggest thing for Rodgers, and we've seen it every year, is this idea of chemistry. I mean, Rodgers hates young receivers. Because they just don't have any chemistry. They don't know what's going on, and he gets so frustrated. And he shouldn't because they're young, and they haven't learned anything. But someone like Brandon Cooks, this guy is a solid veteran who's good on every team. I actually do like that take. If the Packers are trying to salvage their season, Brandon Cooks is great because you know he's going to go on that team. He's going to be consistent. He's smart. He knows what players want. He knows what the quarterback wants. He's going to be solid. And that's what Rodgers wants, I think. And I think that would be really good for the Packers. For if this they were year only, though. Right. But my only issue is... I don't think I think the Packers know that they are not just one piece away. This is a Packers team whose defense has been poor, whose offense has been poor. Their offensive line is not what they used to be. So it's not like you just plug in one. And I mean, Brandon Cooks is by no means a superstar. He's a great receiver. Oh, yeah, but he's not like a superstar that you're like, oh, he's going to change this franchise. And so I don't even think if they get Cooks that they suddenly become a playoff team. But then what happens is then you get a later draft pick. Maybe you get one or two more wins, but you're still not a playoff team. And now you've given up maybe like a third or fourth rounder for Cooks. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be a really poor move for the Packers looking at their future. Yeah, I know. And I, that makes sense to me. I think just arguing about Cooks and Claypool, just it's just kind of a question of where the front office wants to go. Like, if they think they have a chance this year, I think Cooks could be good. 
because he will make them better and maybe be able to get that wild card spot. If they don't have a chance, they should either trade for someone young, maybe Claypool, or just keep their picks. Yeah, I I see this as if they don't make a move, that means they're committing to the rebuild. And I, I see, agree. I yes, think Rodgers is exactly. gone next year. Love gets the reins. I think that... 30-year-old love, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next person who has been in a lot of trade talks, who I, I'm not sure if I like him or not as a player, Jerry Judy. What do you guys think about him, and where do you think he could end up? Because he's probably going to get traded. Jerry Judy has... I think superstar potential, right? He was an absolute baller at Alabama. And you know that Jerry Judy has the ability to be a top receiver in the yeah, league. He shows flashes of it yes. all the time. I'm not but sure. I think he just needs a fresh start somewhere new, right? He needs to, I think what would really benefit him is going to a team that's already fairly successful, right? They're going to be a playoff team. Gives him a little more confidence. He needs a more consistent quarterback. And I think he could really, really boom if if that happens. Yeah, a team I th- I could see potentially trading for him, and it would be lethal if they did, would be the Dolphins. Oh, okay, that's not what I was thinking. Oh, no. <laughs> it's I, not I, what I was thinking either, I, but. No, but hear me <laughs> out. The Dolphins already have two elite receivers. They throw in Jerry Judy. At, Jerry Judy as a third receiver would be insanity. They're like, only probably going to have to give up a second, third, or fourth rounder, maybe com- combine that with a lower draft pick. Yeah. It's not like they're going to have to give up all that they did for uh, Tyreek. Dude, if they get all three of them, because teams are already having issues with their two receivers, you throw in Jerry Judy there, that Dolphins team is going to be unstoppable. Yeah, but, I mean, would it be worth? I mean, there's no way he could get the ball to three guys like successfully in a game. I mean, it just well, I, like I disagree much. because, you know, Tyreek Hill takes so much of the defense's attention which has left Waddle wide open, and so defenses are giving Waddle attention. Who there's gonna there's not gonna be enough defenders to go around to guard all three of them. I mean, yeah, that is true, but at the same time, you can look at guys who were successful last year. I mean, the second they brought in Tyreek and Waddle, there's no one else on the offense who's even close to being viable. I mean, like you look at someone like Kasiki, who was actually a tight end that was starting every year in fantasy, and now he's like washed. A couple teams I just thought of thought of just like kind of off the dome. I think the Chargers would be a very interesting situation. Mike Williams is out for the year. Keenan Allen's like been trying to get back on the field. And I think Jerry Judy could really thrive in an offense like that where he could be wide receiver two, maybe even step into a, like a wide receiver one role. I mean, I don't know wide receiver one, but I definitely think he could be a wide receiver two in that offense or maybe even the Bills. Could you imagine the Bills with Jerry Judy? These are all good teams. I even have a different team, but I'm curious to see what Cole says. So what I was just thinking about is if they trade Judy away now, I think that means that they know that Russell Wilson was a bad idea. And I th- I don't think Broncos management wants to admit that. So if you trade Judy away, that means you're like, all right, like this whole thing is not working. We're not going to commit to the win now mentality that we had going into the season. That probably means Wilson's going to have to get moved. There's going to be massive issues there because they are committed to him for a long time. So I think I don't know that Broncos management moves on from Judy just because they know that the implication of that is that they're no longer a win-now team, and they just paid Russell Wilson all this money to be part of their rebuilding team. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I always thought, but at the same time, we see this rapport building between Sutton and Wilson, and it's just like Jerry Judy just doesn't work with Russell Wilson. He's just not the kind of receiver who is successful under Russell Wilson. I mean, like, you look at someone like Tim Patrick, I honestly see him being really successful with Wilson. He's kind of that big target, that deep threat like Jerry Judy over the middle, just it's just not under Russell Wilson's like category of throws. Like something's not working there, and I just think he'll get traded. And a team I think could be interesting, even though they're a really run heavy team, is the Ravens. Ooh, yes, I think that. Could, yes, okay, I, I like that a for, lot. For this idea, 
I, Bateman is good. He's, he's kind of not had a great season, but he's more of that deep threat. We can agree on that. And then you have Duvernay, who's pretty good, and he's kind of in this wide receiver screen role, short routes. Imagine Judy in that role. He's obviously better than Duvernay. He's super good on wide receiver screens. And also, this Ravens team is a team that runs it on first, runs it on second, and then tries to do a quick little play action out route on third down, third and five. That's why you need the good route runners. That's why you need the players who can make the third and five possession catch. That's what Judy's good at. And that's what Russell Wilson's not seeing him as. So that's why I think that could actually work out. Yeah, I think if they do trade him, it's definitely going to be a, to a team that is going to know how to u- utilize him. Yeah. The Broncos, like, he, he was drafted two different regimes ago. He, he, he's not a guy that this current offensive coordinator, and it's not a guy Hackett drafted, and so they don't know how to use him, and they their offenses aren't built for him. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. And then my fifth person I have on the list to talk about was Brandon Cooks, and we already kind of talked about him. I guess I'll just touch on this. I think also the Giants could be a good spot for Brandon Cooks to go. That would be a perfect spot for him. And for this reason, that receiving court is, first of all, it's super banged up. It's also so, so young. Like They have no like veterans to teach everyone how to play there. I'm exactly what Cooks is. I already talked about it. He's a great, solid veteran. He's been traded all around the league, and he's always been solid, consistent. He's never had any like problems with the coaching staff. He's just someone who could go and teach the young guys, like Wandell Robinson. Obviously, Cooks is not going to be there. He's not going to be someone they're going to sign to a long contract. But to have him for one year and to teach all those young guys how to play, I think it'd be really good for that Giants team. Yeah, and especially because the Giants have never been in this situation of being like, wow, we're going to be like, like in the playoffs this year. So I think they need to commit to the win now. Because this year, I feel like it's kind of a fluke. Like, I don't think this Giants team is worthy of their current record or to be a playoff team. But, I mean, if you're going to be in this scenario right now, might as well go all in. You just got rid of Tony, so you have more draft capital to work with. I really could see them trading for Brandon Cooks, especially with how banged up their team is right now, that this would be a perfect spot for him. Another team, I think, just kind of came to my mind, was the Browns. I don't think this trade could get pulled off just because the Browns would be willing to trade Kareem Hunt, but the Texans already have Damian Pierce. I don't see how it would work, but uh, the Browns, I mean, their offense is very, very mediocre right now, and I think having Amari Cooper and Brandon Cooks with Deshaun Watson would be a very, very lethal combo, and especially because Brandon Cooks and Deshaun Watson already have some chemistry together. I mean, I agree, but I also think that, I mean, this could be a Browns trade because the Browns always do horrible trades, but the Browns kind of realize they're, they're not winning this season, even when Deshaun comes back. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl this year. Would you no, 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 no. They're not going to win the Super so, Bowl. So, I mean, to, to trade for, to have Brandon Cooks and Amari Cooper, both like old guys who are good, but they're not going to be there for the long run. They're not going to be there for a Super Bowl push. I think it'd be in their better interest to trade for someone younger or just keep their picks. Yeah. I, Cooks probably, I don't know. Like, I just. Of anyone we've talked about, he's the one I'm most confident should and will get traded because this Texans team is just so bad. They need to rebuild. They don't need an old guy. And he's not got much left on his contract, so they might as well squeeze whatever they have left out of him because this year is is a gone. Davis Mills has proven that he's not that guy. I really, I I thought he was going to be good. I was like, wow, like this guy, like maybe might be the future of the Texans. He's unfortunately proven he's not. And so they need to get rid of Cooks, get a couple picks for him and move on with the rebuild. All right, cool. So let's talk about some recent trade thoughts. These are the guys that have already been traded. Let's talk about, what, do you think it's fair? Do you think it was overpay, underpay? Let's, let's first touch on CMC. Christian McCaffrey was traded for a second, third, fourth, and a fifth. So how, do you guys think that was a fair trade? Who, who won it? Who do you guys think? I think the fourth was conditional, right? Uh, I'm not, I didn't write that down, but I think that's true. Okay, but um, anyway, I think the Niners won this trade for sure. 
I think the fact that they were able to get Christian McCaffrey without giving up a first-round pick is very, very impressive, and I think the, the Niners' front office did a great job in this trade. So I think I think McCaffrey will definitely improve this team, and I think they gave up the exact right price for McCaffrey. Like I think this is what he is worth. Unfortunately, I don't see this really working out for them. Uh, you know, the Niners just... They're not going to do anything this year, I don't feel like. Uh, they were really reliant on Trey Lance, and now that Lance is out for the season and you've got Garoppolo back, like it's nice. Like At least you got a good backup, but I just don't see this team winning much this year, especially with how injury-prone McCaffrey is. I, I don't like them this year, and I don't like this move for them. Like I don't think they overpaid for him. I just don't think they should have done the trade in general. Not an overpay, not an underpay. Just shouldn't have done it. I think it's just shocking to me. Well, I think I think for the price they were able to get Christian McCaffrey at, it's the right trade. Because considering Christian McCaffrey's price during the offseason was like two first-round picks, maybe even three was his demanding price, it's kind of crazy to think that he didn't even get traded for one, right? So I think overall, the Niners are going to benefit from Christian McCaffrey than the players they would have gotten with those draft picks. I'd, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, like Cole said, I don't really don't think the 49ers are a contender this year. For them to trade four draft picks for a running back that's out of his prime and has also hardly played the last two or three years, I don't really understand why they did it. I mean, I understand it's not a first-round pick, but a second and a third, a fourth and a fifth, those are, those are really big picks. And the 49ers have historically been good drafting teams. I honestly think keeping their draft picks would have been a better chance of them making a push in the, in the near future. I don't understand why they did this. Yeah, I agree. I think... Second, I think, pi- second round pick is really yeah. powerful. I think a team that... Like, the kind of team that should have traded for him would be, like, the Rams. That The Rams or the Bills. Because they are teams that desperately need a running back. But they're teams that are legitimate contenders. And the Rams have not been great this season. I think mostly because of their run game. But you put McCaffrey in there, that team could... He could be a spark plug for them. If he had gone to the Bills... He's, he could have been there for that long Super Bowl run. I just, the 49ers are not a team. I don't even know if they'll necessarily make the playoffs this year. Nonetheless, be a contender. Nonetheless, next year, be a contender. But you just get, you just did a huge fire sale of your draft picks for this guy. And I think they I think they really sold their future for a guy who I don't see being the future of the team. And yeah. I, I agree. And, and this team is not that old. I mean, they still have some time to make me make a push. And then they trade for this running back. Like it would have been so much better to maybe use one of those draft picks on a running back that could develop. So in that two or three years later, when you actually have that chance to make the push, he's in his prime rather than CMC who's going to be like 30. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I, I still disagree with, with both of you. I think what was going through the Niners head was that CMC might be the last hope for this season, Right. He could really lead this team to a playoff push. And if he doesn't, oh well. You get Trey Lance back next year, and now you have Christian McCaffrey, Debro, Brandon Ayuk, all at full strength. But they're they're not the kind of team that can take this risk. Because McCaffrey, I think he gets another leg injury. Because he's already clearly lost a step. Like we're not gonna no, act, we're not gonna act like he's the same as the year he's he got. He's played one game with the we're Niners. Not gonna we can't act, really, no, we we can't really judge the hey, Panthers. Quinn, though. Quinn, we're not gonna act like he's the same guy that had the thousand yards receiving. Thousand yards rushing. Season. No, he's not right. And, and and for that reason, I think we're starting to realize that he's slowing down, and the injuries actually are affecting him. He gets one more injury, it's probably going to be devastating for his career. 
And the sad thing is, I don't doubt that he's going to have another injury because of how injury prone he is. And so if you're going to sell your entire future for this guy, you're giving up four draft picks, including a second rounder for a team that is not built to win now. That is not a good idea. All right, just my final note, I'll say. Imagine having someone like Damian Pierce on that team. How good that would be? A young guy like Damian Pierce who could, who in a couple of years is going to be his perfect prime when they're going to be in that push zone. Damian Pierce was a fourth-round pick. They traded a second, third, fourth, and a fifth. Imagine getting Damian Pierce and still having three more picks. Like I think the draft, draft picks are way more important than we're talking about them right now, and I think they should have kept him, honestly. Yeah, speaking of running backs being traded, uh, Vig, what were your thoughts on the James Robinson trade? Um, I think it was very interesting, and it actually kind of, on the Jaguars' side, it really pointed out to how we all were thinking this backfield was going to end up. Travis Etienne was going to fully take over. I didn't see James Robinson getting traded, but obviously the Jets' backfield opened up a position, and... I think it was the right move for the Jets. Just because Michael Carter, last year was his year to be like Brees. Is, like how Brees was having this year, right? He was a top, He's a top 10 fantasy running back. And last year, Michael Carter just never really bloomed to that potential. And so I think the Jets wanted James Robinson as kind of that rest of the year guy. You know, they're making a decent playoff push. So they might as well have a guy that they can rely on. And James Robinson is still a good player. You can't deny it. I agree. It's just there's no reason for the Jaguars to waste their first-round pick in Travis Etienne. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be very interesting at the end of the year on what the Jets do with James Robinson. They might keep him uh, like the Browns did with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, have that one-two punch. But I think Brees Hall wants that. RB1 role and I think he can handle it yeah and I think this move was the right move for both teams uh the Jaguars they need to need to commit to ETN yep and the Jets they got a good running back after Brees Hall went down without having to give up too much a conditional sixth and another thing to note about James Robinson is that he is slated to be in a restricted free agent this offseason which means they're gonna have to tender him and probably the Jaguars would tender him as a fifth or sixth round pick yeah meaning that you know, they're just or or you have to pay them, which the Jaguars don't want to have to do, especially when you have ETN on that team. Yeah. So the Jaguars are really looking like towards the future. They're realizing this isn't a playoff year. You know, we don't need to go all out with the two running backs and might as well just get that pick in advance instead of having to maybe tender him. And if someone didn't happen to pick him up, then they have to give up that pick, which would massively suck. Yeah, I actually agree. I think it's good for both teams, especially the Jets. I mean, they gave up a six conditional. Michael Carter is good. We, we've all seen that, but he, he's, he's receiving back. He's good. He's, he's agile, but he's not that guy like Brees Hall, like Brees Hall was developing into, someone who's going to lead your team by himself. He needs someone else there, someone who's tougher and can get those third and ones. James Robinson's perfect. He's still young. Obviously, he's not going to be on this team after this year, I don't think, because then we'll have three guys. But I think it was a good pickup because Michael Carter can't do it by himself. He's a good receiver. He's not a good runner just straight up. Yep. All right, let, finally, let's talk about Kadarius Tony. I think this was an excellent trade for the Chiefs and for Kadarius Tony's career. Kadarius Cho- Tony, we saw it last year. He has lots of potential. He could be a top guy in this league. And if anyone has made uh, players better, it's Patrick Mahomes, right? Juju, uh, he's been doing a. I think he's been doing a pretty good job with Juju, right? Someone 
Uh, fault is Scantling. He's been good this yep. year. <laughs> I think really he's been doing a good job with Juju, he's especially because, well, Juju has been struggling the past two years. He's a young guy with clearly a lot of talent, and Juju is starting to get that rhythm back. And I think this is exactly what can happen with Kadarius Tony. He's coming back fresh off of in, off of an injury, and he's fully recovered. And I think this can make the Chiefs' offense much more dangerous. Yeah, I think this is a clear example of a win-win situation. Yep. The Giants, I don't know how they were able to get a third and sixth rounder out of a guy who is a clear bust of a pick. But yeah, that's but now but he's a bust on the Giants. But I think you go to the Chiefs, now you've got that elite quarterback Quinn was talking about. Now you can turn around that career because he was not going to be successful on the Giants. And I, I'm impressed that they were able to get as much out of him as they did in terms of draft picks. So it's a win-win for both teams. Giants get what they deserved. The Chiefs get a guy who could potentially be a star. And I think there was a little more to why Kadarius Tony got traded other than the fact that he didn't really work out for the Giants. I think there might have been some yeah, he didn't coaching. Want, he didn't want to be there. Yeah, it does. It didn't seem like he wanted to be there. I think there might have been some disagreements with the coaches. They weren't in the front office. They weren't necessarily on the same page. But the Chiefs are an ex, have an experienced front office, uh, a veteran team who know how to deal with players like this and can make him um, a very good player. Um, yeah, obviously the Chiefs saw something in Kadarius Tony that I didn't because they overpaid, I think. I think it could work out, but I'm also skeptical. I mean, this guy is in his second year, and he's pretty much been injured both seasons the whole time. And even when he's in, he's had one really good— yeah. Remember the one game one where game, everyone, he everyone was thought like Kadarius— a god. Was, we thought he was him. He had like 180 receiving yards, and then he hasn't done squats. And even then. when he—yeah, exactly what you're saying. Even when he was in, I remember having my fantasy team last year. It was so frustrating because— the first drive, he'd have like three catches for 52 yards, and then he would just be out of the game. He wouldn't play. I mean, he's just someone I'm... It scares me because he's so young, but yet he's already so injury-prone. And he's obviously a locker room issue, too. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, I, I, I I agree with you guys. Patrick Mahomes likes everyone better, but he he's a little he's a little suspicious for me. Let's move on to contender or pretender. I'm going to list off some teams. You guys tell me if you guys think they're actually contenders. The Jets. Pretenders. They are a pretender, yeah. I, I think they're a good team and they have a good future, but for this season, they're a pretender. And, and we're talking s- about like just like a deep playoff push or like Super Bowl, <laughs> yeah, right? like, like a not deep not just playoff to make push. the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, like a yeah. deep playoff push or yeah, maybe like a questionable mm-hmm. Super Bowl run. Yeah, I think I think if the Jets do make the playoffs, they're a first round exit. Dolph- oh, for sure. Dolphins, contender. I I really like two of the season. I love the receiving core. Their defense has come together. This is a team I could like legitimately foresee winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, based off of the start to their season, they looked like a top three team in the league. As long as they can get back to that form and that rhythm, I think they're definitely a contender. I think they're a contender too. They didn't look too good last year, last week against the Steelers, but I think they're still a contender. Yeah. All right, the Ravens. Before last night, I would have said pretender, but after last night, uh, going into Tampa Bay and just absolutely obliterating them. I was really impressed. Lamar Jackson finally got on pace. Their running backs, even with the absence of Dobbins and Gus Edwards, they stepped up, made the plays. I, I was, I thought this Ravens defense, they they played well. That's the thing. Yeah, only allowed one touchdown at the end of the game to Tom Brady. That was a good good showing by the Ravens. I now have them as contenders. Yeah, their pass rush is always so good. So yeah, I I think they're contenders, but I think the Bengals are going to end up winning this division. And I think the Ravens get in as a wild card spot and probably win a game or two in the playoffs. But I just, if they can get healthy, yes, I think they can make it a, like a stronger push to the AFC championship. But 
they have just been battling injuries, and that's hard. It's unlucky. And the Ravens have plenty of talent. And and I just I think they're a playoff team, right? I just I'm not a hundred percent sure that they can make a deep playoff run. Yeah, Blake, wait, because he brought it up, do you have the Bengals on this list? By I do. Chance? I do. Okay, like I'll just combine the two here right now. I'm gonna say I have the Ravens as contenders, but I have the I have the Bengals as pretenders. Really? I, th- I think they are going to hit a tough slide right now without Jamar because he's been quite a spark plug on that offense. And remember, last year was like a miracle run to the Super Bowl. I could see them being first-round exits this year. And I, I definitely see them getting a wild card, but I see them hitting a tough slate ahead without Jamar. And it's going to expose that I don't think Joe Burrow is all that when he doesn't have his elite receiver. I think this is a playoff team for sure either way, right? But the thing is, T. Higgins is going to go off while Jamar is not playing, I agree. right? I don't think Jamar's injury is going to affect Joe Burrow that much, right? T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd have been incredible players this year, and they're in supporting roles. And now T. Higgins is going to be able to show that he can be a wide receiver one as well, right? And Joe Shiesty has been popping off the last two weeks. He's combined for like 80 points uh, in fantasy. I but don't all those see. Come from I Jamar. don't. Okay, no, no, no. Not no. So, okay, yeah, T. Let's Higgins. Like talk. Let's T. Let's Higgins talk. last let's week talk. was like. Very was better than Jamar. That's no, not Jamar. No, he was not. Well, Jamar put up forty two points. touchdowns. T. Higgins by Jamar. got more yards, but Jamar got two touchdowns. Jamar, Jamar is Higgins is a good, just solid receiver, but Jamar is what you call a spark plug. He right. makes those plays. All right, okay. The Ravens, I think, are pretenders. I'm just gonna say that. You guys didn't let me say that. Their defense is too broke. <laughs> Their defense is too broke. They're good. They're a good team. I will say, but you guys don't think the Bills and the Chiefs are not gonna take advantage of that defense? It's broke, bro. And then, to, in regards to the Bengals, I think they're contenders, actually. Even with Jamar out, Jamar's had some, some off games. And I understand the Bengals aren't that good of a team. But the one thing I will say, and we've seen it in the past, is these Bengals play really good with momentum. Yeah, They're starting to win some games. Joe Burrow is starting to look good. We've seen Joe Burrow start to look bad. Then he plays bad. With his momentum, that's how they made that playoff push. But don't they, you think this Jamar injury is a big momentum killer? I guess, but Jamar still had bad games this season. He hasn't been that consistent. And they've still won games. And, and those are usually the games, though, that they do lose, I'll point out. Earlier in the season when they started out 0-2, Jamar was not playing well in that team as a whole. And that offense particularly stalled and did not play well. And I understand. Jamar's a superstar, but I think that, that receiving core is too deep for that to be a big enough factor for them not to be contender. Yes, and this is where Joe Mixon is going to thrive, I think. And Hayden Hurst, too. Okay, next thing, the Titans. Pretenders or contenders? Pretenders. Yeah, I mean, Blake, you know I love you, but I, I think they're pretenders. They just... They've looked solid, and I think they'll win the AFC South, but I don't think there's some superstar team that's going to be able to make a championship play. Oh, and I completely agree. I think the Titans are oh. pretenders to this to this scenario, but at the same time, I think like, I think they could beat a team like the Ravens or the Bengals in the first round. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. I don't think I like that's that, that big like of a push. Uh, I right, how about the Giants? Contenders or pretenders? They are. Is there like a middle ground for just yes, like exactly playoff team that might make the second round, but like likely won't? Yeah, like I, I just I see them as like a good solid team this year. I don't see them as a pretender, but I also don't see them as like a true contender. I think they're just they're a very improved team, team that's going to make the playoffs, maybe push to the second round, maybe get to the conference championship. So I got them right in that middle ground there. Yeah, let's just let's just say they're accurately 
viewed <sighs> by the NFL world. I mean, they obviously have some serious grit, and Coach Dable's put some. Coach Dable has really made this team a unit, and they 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 really are playing good together. But they they don't have the star power to beat a, a really good team. Yeah, just the way it is. Okay, how about the Cowboys? Cowboys are. I think they're contenders. Defense looks the defense looks great, um, and I think this passing uh, aspect of the offense is going to get revitalized now that um, you know Dak is back. He's obviously more talented than Cooper Rush, and Zeke and Tony Pollard have made for a great one-two punch. I think this is a contending. I mean, every year on paper they look like a contending team. However, they always choke in the playoffs, right? I mean, it sucks to say, so I'm going to say they're a contender, but I wouldn't be surprised if history repeats itself. Uh, yeah, I actually agree. I think they're a contender as well, but they also do choke a lot in the playoffs. But they have, they have a solid roster, <clears throat> and I think that they can make a push. Also, I just have the Vikings, 49ers, and Rams on this list. Do you, Quickly, do you guys think they're contenders, oh, pretenders? Yeah. Vikings, pretenders. 49ers, pretenders. Rams, contenders. I think the Rams are going to turn the ship around. It's been rough so far, but I think as that offensive line gets back to full health, Stafford gets back to full health. Maybe they make a trade and get a running back because they don't currently have that. I see them turning their season around. I can see them making another Super Bowl push. Niners, I don't see it. Jimmy's not that guy. Uh, the Vikings have just had such an easy schedule. It's been a cupcake walk. Like, Thank you. They're the worst 6-1 and one team I've seen. Thank you. Last week we were talking about this. They, they, haven't, they haven't had a single big win. The Vikings, pretenders. 49ers, uh, I think I'm going to say they're contenders. Vikings are contenders. They're not, I don't think. Rams I, are pretenders. The Rams, uh, you know who's a pretender are the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are just... Are, are they the, even the Buccaneers? discussion The Buccaneers are, are like a bottom seven I mean, they're still, in the league. That's bottom not true. 10. That's no, not they're true. Not, that's not true, but I, I do have them as a, a very bad team. I mean, they're going to win their division still. Like, so we'll I think it'd happens. be nice to call them pretenders. The, the Rams are... The Rams have plenty of talent, and they... they I mean... They just need to figure it out. I don't know when it's going to happen. I think they will. Um, and, I mean, hopefully in time where they can, like, likely, they could still d- win this, uh, their division. I mean, the division's, no yeah, one's, the Seahawks no, one, no one's, I don't no know. No one's really want, running away with it right now. I mean, they're going to lose this week, which is a guarantee. So that puts them down another game. The who Rams? They, yeah. Who, who they, they play? play? The 49ers. They've never beaten them in the regular season <laughs> in their whole life. Dang it. I mean, I have, I'm just saying, uh, I'm not saying that as a joke. I'm, like, saying that seriously. <laughs> Like they uh, never beat him. If I anyone have, hears I, me coughing, yeah. I'd just like to apologize. I'm sick right now, so sorry to the Debo, Debo's out, so I think the Rams have a chance. Uh, doesn't matter. I don't think I have Jamar and Debo, and Jamar's now out for a month, and Debo's out for this week. I could have really used Debo against the Rams because he always drops like 35. That is true. All right, Should so we, let's move on to the injury report. So Bryce Hall, Jamar Chase, other names. What What do you think? What, what's going to happen with them? Uh, Brees Hall. I mean, obviously, we just covered I said this. Bryce Hall, I'm sorry. Brees Hall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brees Hall. Uh, I mean, they got James Robinson to replace him. I don't know if it'll that have that like too many major implications uh, as far as Jamar Chase goes. I don't think it's going to affect the Bengals that much. Joe Burrow might not have that that reliable guy in Jamar Chase, but I do think Joe Mixon is going to start booming. Um, now that Zach Taylor is going to have to rely a little more on uh, that run game, and but we know Joe Mixon is a great player, so I don't think the Bengals are going to be uh, affected that much. Yeah, the injury I'd like to focus on is J.K. Dobbins. I think that 
I, although he's a great player, he wasn't really playing phenomenally this year. And so I don't think that his injury is so much of an impact like everyone's making it out to be. And I think that Gus Edwards, he comes back next week. They said it wasn't a major injury last night. I think he's been doing really well. They've got Justice Hill in that backfield, Mike Davis. They're able to keep sustaining, and they're not a team that relies too heavily on their running backs. And Kenyon Drake has been doing a great job as a receiving back there too. So I don't think the J.K. Dobbins injury is as big as everyone's making it out to be. Uh, some injuries I want to point out, of course, Mike Williams is going to be out for four weeks. Also, Keenan Allen's kind of like he keeps saying he's healthy, but he's also not playing, and he does play. He's kind of playing in a restricted fashion. It's a really big factor if neither of them play, like seriously. And that could mean Josh Palmer could have a bigger role, but I don't really think there's nothing to say about this. Like none of them are fantasy relevant. Maybe Josh Palmer, if neither of them play, but it's going to be a real issue if neither of them are able to play for at least a couple more weeks. Ravens backfield also, nothing you can say. They're probably going to be back soon, but Kenyon Drake and like Justice Hill, like I don't think they're worth like starting in a fantasy aspect. Also, Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger is the starter. I think he could possibly be fantasy relevant in a few weeks just because he has that rushing upside. We'll see what happens with that Colts team, but for now, not. I'm honestly just very confused on why the Colts are benching Matt Ryan. It just, I mean, it obviously he's injured right now, but I don't know why he's just I, going out for the season, right? It just doesn't make good. sense. They're committing to the rebuild, I think. And I mean, he's good, obviously good for not them. good. They, they realized yeah. that it was a bad move. Commit to the rebuild. Now's the time if there's any. Go ahead and just get that going. And it starts with moving it on. It just from seems Matt a Ryan. little too early to give up. Oh, I don't think so. Matt they're Ryan's like no, top. They're, they're, Matt Ryan's like crowd. top five in passing yards. It's, I mean, it just passing yards make sense is deceiving. He throws the ball a lot. He has a ton of picks. He has one of the worst passer rate. Passer rating is really my favorite stat because it shows you how good of a quarterback they are. And the only time that that's deceiving is with a running quarterback, which he's not. Like Lamar makes up for his passer rating with rushing, but uh, Matt has one of the worst passer ratings in the NFL right now. He's been really poor. I don't think that I think it's a good idea that they did move it on. Finally. One thing I will say is that in the beginning of the season, everyone thought the Colts were a lock for a a, a contender, a real contender. Oh, we thought they were going to take the AFC South like easily, and yeah. we, and we can quickly see how it's really not going to happen. And it's for sure the Titans game. It just shows you that Matt Ryan did not work out, and I I think Sam Ellinger pick is a good choice by the coaching staff. All right, let's let's talk about Week Eight game picks. All right, should we just run through them quick here? Run through them. Broncos, Jaguars. What you guys got? I got Jaguars. Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> let's ride, I agree. All right, Dolphins, Lions. Uh, Dolphins. 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 Falcons, Panthers. Falcons. 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 Vikings, Cardinals. Vikes. Vikings. Cardinals. Ooh. Cowboys. Oh, this, this is going to be a better game. This is going to be a good game. I, I mean, I'm kind of forgetting uh, DeAndre Hopkins is back. And James Conner. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. Vikings are coming off a bye week, I think, but... This is going to really show whether the Vikings are as good as the as their record is showing. I agree. I they agree. need to beat this Cardinals team by two touchdowns for me to even think of them as a contender. Really? Yes. Huh. This Cardinals team isn't good. All right. Next. Next. Uh, okay. Cowboys. Bears. Uh, Cowboys. 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 Raiders. Saints. Raiders. I'll go Raiders. I'll go Raiders too. Dalton also got named the starter, which is an interesting point. Really? Yep. James is healthy and he's still not playing. Okay. Eagles, Steelers. Eagles. Eags. Eagles. I agree. Jets, Patriots. J-E-T-S. Go Jets, go. Jets, Jets, Jets. Another Jets pick for me. I think this week is just kind of a lot of Lake's been picks. like the Jets' biggest fan this season. And it's, oh, it's been clutching. I need Garrett Wilson to pop off You guys week. took an L last week. Both took the Colts over the Titans. Good one. Okay. Titans <laughs> over Texans. 
Uh, Titans. Don't you dare, Quinn. You know you're going to lose if you take the Texans. Just pick them. All right, Quinn picks the Texans. Let's move Titans. on. Titans, Titans, Titans. Gi- Giants over Seahawks. Which one? Giants. Great game of teams that were supposed to be terrible this year and are good. Giants. I agree, Giants. Give me the Giants. Okay, Colts, Commanders. Battle of... Commies. Oh, that's... Commanders. Uh, Sam Ellinger's coming out and getting a dub. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He okay. is. It's no, cool. I actually, I think Sam Ellinger. I think Quinn's on to something there, though. Like, if Sam Ellinger proves himself this week, because he he wants to prove himself. Brother passed away this past year. He's a guy that is hungry. He's worked for this spot. Yeah, I see him. <clears throat> if he plays well, like the Colts could be in a good spot for the future, not this season, but for the future. Yeah, I agree. Okay, 49ers Rams. We have to talk about that one. Yeah, Rams. yeah, we Rams. definitely have to talk about it. It's, I don't think it's even a question. Rams. Really, you're still going Niners. The Rams break the streak, and this is what's going to turn their season around. I like calling that it now. I like Give me the take. Rams. 49ers. No chance. Rams. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Packers, Bills. Uh, Bills. Bills. Bills, obviously. Okay. Bengals, Browns. Bengals, because the Browns are terrible. Yeah. Bengals. And I've Ditto. given up hope on them. Awesome. Well, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the end of episode eight. Peace out from Blake, Quinn, and Cole. Thank you. Bye. See ya.